not just about a place where the community manager answers things, but over time, you of course want the community to grow to the size and sustainability that members answer each other's questions as well, because one member might know that answer before you can already jump in, which is really beautiful, I think. Sahin, welcome to CSM Toolbox. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Same. I think for uh, the audience, for the listeners, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are Canva fans, but myself included as well. So I think with your <laughs> with your background in community management as well, community mentoring and as well your role at Canva, I'm actually thinking if could you please tell us about your role And also, as I usually ask my guests, what problem in this case Canva is trying to solve? Yes, of course. So I'm glad you love Canva too. I, <laughs> I do too, without having worked for Canva, of course, as well. So I'm the community lead for Canva creators in the German, Germany, the German-speaking region, Austria, and German-speaking Switzerland falls into it as well. And basically the problem that we're so, trying to solve right now with this is that Canva users worldwide obviously are not all necessarily English-speaking. So we're trying to localize the product to be able to serve our customers in their own local language, of course, as well. So that's why I'm heading the Germany program for community, for Canva creators. And through this program, we're trying to enable creators to be able to add their wonderful, beautiful designs to the Canva library in the local language, of course. So uh, for me, it's Germany, for my colleagues, of course, it's their own locale, so we have Um, expanding from, you know, Brazil to Latin America to Turkey and all these different countries and growing a lot right now, which is super cool. So we're going to reach much, much more people in Canva um, over the next few years. So stay tuned. <laughs> That's great to hear. And what advice would you give to tech companies that are thinking, maybe because it's right now very trendy, it's a very hot topic <laughs> to build a community, to create a community. What are the top three things they have to consider? It's, it's a lot of tips I have, but <laughs> um, I think they want, they should know like who they want to serve. Like I said, it is very trendy and cool. And I think sometimes the name, the, the term community gets misused a lot when the actual role is not community management, which is, I think, your community too. This is a pain that we all have when we see it and hear it and read it and we're like, This is not community management. So if yeah, they really are interested in starting off a community, they should know who they want to serve. Like, is there already a conversation going on? Where are their people? Because that will enable you to um, figure out which platform to use because that's really, really important too. Where is the conversation happening? What community tool can you use to actually um, you know, foster those relationships and keep the conversation going in your community? So that's an important one. You know, some people use Facebook groups, social groups, but for other customers, it really doesn't work. And I've seen a lot of trends, for example, as well lately, where you do have a designated platform for your community, but as an add-on, you have to have like a messenger chat version of things as well, so people can like quickly communicate with each other as well. Which, of course, brings me to the next point of that they need to have a designated person so that they have the resources, the people to really, you know, do this because, um, and the budget, of course, and for it as well, because you have to have at least one full-time person really 
doing all of this and setting goals, setting a strategy. And the goal is so important knowing it because I think some people jump into a community without even knowing what their goal is, what they can uh, expect out of it. And then, of course, in the end, they're confused, but they can't measure and have the proper metrics for it. But if you don't set it at the beginning, it's obviously going to be very hard to measure it at the end. So I think that's really, really important. And I would say the last patience because, you know, community is something that takes time. It's people related. So Rome wasn't built in a day. So neither is your community going to all of a sudden move to thousands of people. Bring patience with you. Try to understand them and just know that it will take time. But usually things that take a little bit of time are more quality than something that just goes really rapidly. Just the fact that maybe the community manager will have that awareness, but I think most of the times will be that awareness to the rest of the organization where they Mm -hmm. think, okay, in the the first three months, everyone is going to come to the community, is going to be buzzing, and and that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. what might happen if there is an opportunity for that community manager to actually pull in resources from if there's sales, support product managers mm-hmm. like and I have heard this term of it takes a village to actually I mean yeah. hopefully they will actually <laughs> so have true. resources but I think in some companies it will be just a community manager to actually create content moderate to actually do all of these different functions that it takes a lot of work yes it, it really is I always feel like it's more than just one role <laughs> it is always like five different roles in one but it's all under the umbrella of community management so we are a little bit of superheroes in that sense <laughs> totally and I'm sure you have experiences that at startups people they have to wear many hats so definitely a community mm-hmm. manager will be one of them as well yes it, uh, yeah I actually funny just mention I have this also in part of my course as well where I say the five hats of a CM because there's just so many hats that we have on um yeah <laughs> yeah and I think that's a very good segue as well because I, I looked at the community work academy uh, if you could please tell us a bit more about it of course um so it's it just started before I worked at Canva too where I have been working as a freelancer basically for years already with different startups and companies and in the community space after I left um, Yelp, where I worked for almost three years. And to those who really know Yelp, I think we all say amongst community managers, Yelp is one of like the biggest community schools that you can basically attend without trying to get a community diploma. It's, it just teaches you so much in the role. And I think it just showed me that this is my passion and where I want to continue. That's why I started working with different, you know, nonprofits or startups and try to show them like how to um, have a community strategy, how they can grow the communities. And this kind of showed me that there is a space for it where people really want to learn more about it as well. I get a lot of people like writing to me and asking me questions like, what can I do? How can I start up a community? How can I grow it? And, it's really not an answer I can give in an email, you know, <laughs> because it's obviously so much more in it. That's why the whole idea of this course started back then for people who are either interested in switching their career or just starting off or are already working maybe as community managers, but just need a lot more insight. And maybe they don't get it so much from their company or colleagues. So this community work academy will be a course. It's going to have 
add bonuses to it as well, like downloadables. Then it has its own community, which will will be hosting on Habitat. I think you met Deepak as well. So I partnered with them. They will be hosting the community on their platform where you can also buy now, which is super, super cool. They have a C drive where you can add folders into the drive. So we will be over time to the community people who have taken part um, in the work academy, be adding things there as well. So everybody who has purchased the course will have access to this. They will have access to this um, interviews I held with community experts. Then you can also host um, webinars and, you know, video conferences in there as well. So it all kind of comes together. That's why we're planning to launch it hopefully very, very soon because we want to like make a big impact with it and um, reach more people. So there's a lot of Cool things we're planning in the back end around the launch that is not necessarily portrayed to the outside yet. And I will be very happy to share it with you once we have launched it. Just let me know that I was looking at your newsletter and I know there was this really uh, cool post about why community building should be in the mind of uh, a marketing team or in a company's marketing strategy. Could you expand a bit on that? I mean, this is like a love-hate relationship, I think, with marketing as well, because <laughs> <laughs> it falls kind of sometimes in a lot of organizations, it falls into the marketing department, then in others, it is designated and really separated, which is... I think better because marketing is something different in the sense of, you know, in community, it's not just a one-sided message that you're sending off to people, which the marketing strategy basically is, you know, and you just have your wonderful headlines and new posts and the strategies you have, you're trying to sell, sell, sell to the customer and be not too salesy, but you're still selling. Whereas community really is something completely different in the sense of, yes, you do integrate them into the product, but Mostly, it really starts with if you have already a customer base or starting to have a customer base that you can have, for example, a support form for those people. And this really saves time on hiring lots of different support people, you know, like as companies have, and it's not just like a call center or something. For example, you have the community where people come together and they can exchange ideas and thoughts. And I think once you have community as a strategy within your marketing or non-marketing related in your company, as I said, you can catch the customer at such a beginning point, especially when you're onboarding, they're onboarding into your program somehow right away. And that's where you can really drive and make such a big difference with things. For example, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say names, but <laughs> I had the other day, for example, a conversation with a, a community member who uses Etsy and we all know Etsy is a really big platform obviously and we all buy things from there and love it as well but they don't have so much of a community strategy in that sense or maybe not at all I haven't really you know done a deep dive on it which I really would like to do after she said that this is a creator who you know wants to sell some of her things on Etsy as well and she said look I I go in I have no point of contact I write to support but like support email is not community right so you get an email, you don't get an email. I have no idea how to, you know, sell things, the keywords I'm supposed to use to be able to drive more sales and stuff. So 
this is where you can really, for example, implement a community strategy where once the customer really comes in, you say, hey, you know what? We have a designated community for this. You can join us here, wherever you're hosting it. You can speak to other users or you know, creators, whatever you want to call them. And together you can exchange ideas. If the community manager isn't online at that moment, other people who are bigger users, let's say, maybe they can answer questions. This is not just about a place where the community manager answers things, but over time, you, of course, want the community to grow to the size and sustainability that members answer each other's questions as well, because one member might know that answer before you can already jump in, which is really beautiful, I think. And I, as a CM, when I see this, I, I really like it. I do like a happy dance and I'm like, oh my God, somebody answered the question before I did. This is like happening. People are forming relationships. <laughs> it's like a proud mom moment, I think, where you think, my child has grown and learned to walk. <laughs> so um, I love it. And that's why it's so, so important. That's why, I mean, I'm giving this big company example because everybody knows his name. And this could be something they could, for example, use that would benefit them, I'm sure, so much more. Where the minute they come in, they could just catch them already there and take them in and have a lot more happy customers, for example, instead of having lots of people sitting in support and getting just one after the other email, like, hate emails, I don't like you guys, why is this not working? In the community, that might foster, you know, a better conversation, for example, or you can hold them up. Workshops with them, webinars, whatever, in the community where you can train them, educate them, and you don't have so many bitter customers maybe at the end that keep providing to support and can stop playing. <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and I think when you get to that level, as you said, of the super user, that they are replying to other queries, I think that's yeah. when... You can, not that you can put up your feet and, okay, I'll, I'll let the community yeah. run itself. But as you said, that proud moment where you, you can see already yeah. the community, it's, a, that's, that will be the purpose of the community. I think for some companies and maybe just that, that will be a, a very good use case for Etsy that if it's ticket deflection or if it just, trying to provide support to um, creators or people that will have that same, their stores yeah. and, and their shops at, at Etsy. I think that's definitely a very good use case. Mm -hmm. And from your perspective, where do you see the future of community-led growth heading? In a really good place right now because I'm happy to see the change in um, this career. And I'm sure you know, we all talk about it. I'm sure you've seen it too. It's um, When I started off in 2014, you know, community management was not really, you know, present at all, uh, maybe in America a little bit more, like in the US, uh, but in other markets, the role, nobody really understood what it was. Even me, when I applied, I have to do this to say, I was like, this is like a really cool thing to do and people yeah. really get paid for this. I'm like, let me apply and I, <laughs> and I got in, but I've never heard of this before. So now... I, I look at LinkedIn at, at, at jobs, not that I'm looking for one, but it's just to see how much is out there. And I love them seeing like, oh my God, all these different companies are looking for community manager, community manager, community director, this and that. So it's definitely growing and booming and which shows that companies have really started understanding that community is something they should be investing in. And it makes me super, super happy. And it's, you know, evolving and changing so much that of course, I'm in it too, but the creator economy is something 
you know, it's really growing and booming, of course. So communities there are some, something that's very, very important, of course, now. Then there's a whole crypto and Web3 stuff that I don't understand yet too well, <laughs> but <Same>. others do. <laughs> so it's going in that direction a lot as mm. well. It's definitely, I think, very promising and uh, here to finally stay after so many years. <laughs> Yeah, and even uh, I'm about to finish a community management course with Cisco uh, by Community ah, Club. Cool. <laughs> and uh, and even, I mean, some of the, like my classmates, they have been in community for years. And even for them, it's uh, like this reaffirming that a lot of the concepts that now are curriculum uh, as part of uh, the Cisco, it's mm-hmm. things that they have done for ages but at the same time they can still find value because it's like well I did that yes (laughs) that's the proof that okay that's what I did back then and I have maybe no idea yeah it's a way way to go definitely definitely I love it (laughs) I'm very happy to see it (laughs) for sure so well Celine before I let you go I'm sure other than Canva what's in your toolbox what mobile or web app you cannot live without and it can be work and not work related of course, yeah. Well, Canva. Not. I'm not saying this because obviously I, I work there, but I I have been using it for since 2014 or 15. When I started as a community manager, I started using um, Canva too. So it's quite funny, and it is very very helpful. Um, Google Drive, everything. I I'm a big believer. I just had to wipe so much off my laptop yesterday because. Somehow everything needs so much space and Google Drive just needs to be able to do the same things that yeah. you can do in Word. I'm dropping too many company names here, but, <laughs> but it's all over the cloud and it's very easy to use. And to me, it's just such a lifesaver. I don't know if this is like a tool thing, but I'm trying to, for example, for myself in Google Calendar, make designated time slots for all of my tasks because then I'm not trying to do 12 of my tasks all in the same time, you know? <laughs> so I try to designate which one's more important and say, okay, one hour I'm doing this, one hour I'm doing that. And um, that's the tip I can really give. Other than that, I love Planoli. If you are using Instagram um, and want to plan posts, I think it's so pretty and easy to use and very user-friendly. So for years, it's been one of my favorite tools. And uh, yeah, this is kind of work-related, not work-related. Calm. The Calm app, like it's a meditation app, but at the same time, it's, um, I think community managers do need 10 minutes of calm <laughs> as an app is, because it's such a crazy busy life that to use that 10 minutes to, for example, they have meditation, they have daily wisdom now with Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know him, but he's really awesome. So he's part of the app too. Then they have, you know, sleep stories, uh, they have soundscapes, different sounds you can listen to, you know, productive sounds when you're working. So I, I love doing that because I need to have it done in my earphones, but um, it's not music always, but sometimes it's just like some tunes to calm me down or to make me refocus. It has so much variety, so I really, really like it, and I'm totally not affiliated with them at all. <laughs> it's just my own personal love. <laughs> um, that is something I can definitely tell everybody to use. <laughs> Yeah, and Evernote, right. sorry, Evernote for taking notes. Oh. I'm a big note taker, like classic too, but I mean, this is like next to my table all the time. So I am yeah. <laughs> the classic school girl, but yeah, I do use Evernote a lot as well for um, every idea and things that just happen in there. And you can put different tags to things so you can find it afterwards as well. Highly recommend it. 
Yeah, no, those are great tools. Yeah, the same. Uh, I will have my either post-its as well. <laughs> and I'm Hello, showing you the post-its now. <laughs> post-its in my notepad as well. So yeah, I know those are yeah great tools. And I'm wondering if folks will want to reach out to you, Celine. What would be the best way for them to do that? Anyway, um, I guess over LinkedIn, of course, they can mm-hmm. uh, reach me. Uh, they can direct message me. Or they can, of course, shoot me an email as well or Instagram. I'm, you know all social channels all the time and I check and I ask pretty quickly most of the time so feel free to reach out I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so it was a pleasure to talk to you today Celine and have a great rest of your day you too thank you so much (laughs) thank you for having me esse podcast foi editado por Aerolitos edição inteligente (laughs) 